This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve welcome back special guest Staring John, a man whose gaze could freeze an inferno and is rivaled only by the penance stare. Together we'll unravel the web that is Spectre, the penultimate entry of Daniel Craig's Bond from 2015. Join us as we examine the convoluted plot that will leave you more than a little banjaxed, christen the return of Monica Bellucci with an oath of fealty to her dumper, and opine about a brighter future that includes a sequel to Blue Streak. Be warned as we dance with shadows and sip from the chalice of treachery, there's no telling who will emerge unshaken or stirred, or if our dear porpoises will ever be the same again. Let's wax this phantasmagorical porpoise. Fuck it. I'll write it. <clears throat> what episode are we on? 58. Nice. Oh, bitch. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. Reggie. Let's do it. All right. Welcome back to Waxing the Porpoise. We are back again. Episode 58 now. We are joined together to discuss the penultimate. I was right about that last episode, right? The pen- uh, yes. penultimate entry uh in the in our craig era bond retrospective uh specter from 2015 directed once again by sam mendes going back to back from skyfall to specter tonight you've got myself jim g baby you know what i'm about to say it i don't care that you broke your elbow And, of course, to my virtual right, we have the usual suspect, Steve. The guy that I like is your friend, Dave. Dave! Yeah! Fudge! What is that from? That's a, deep, that's a pretty deep cut from Slackers we were just talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I don't know. Cool Ethan, Jason Schwartzman, yeah. he's talking to the chick yeah. that he's got the crush on. And that's when she drops the bomb like, yeah, I actually like your friend, Dave. And he oh, just okay. doesn't know how to like his facial, like his <laughs> his his physical comedy in that film is pretty awesome too. He's just like a he plays a real squirrely character, uh, but yeah, he's just like fudge, like that's <laughs> like his oh man. And then of course joining us on this this fantastic Bond voyage, returning champ, we have Staring John. It's always been me. The author of all your pain. How's it going, friend? You. Oh, man, that's a good pull. That's one of my, I have that quote written down. That's one of my favorite ones from it. Yeah, that's one of the, there's, there's a couple bright spots in this film for me, but, and that's one of them, but, and his character, because he's, I just think he's a great actor, uh, Christoph Waltz, but yeah, so we're getting into Spectre this eve. Steve's no, never seen this one. I have. I think uh, you and I, John, both watched this. We were pretty fucking hyped on this in 2015 in the theater. Yep. Right? Yep. Good old Tinseltown. This one, I at this point, I was like pretty into Bond, and I had started going back. Like I've never done a huge deep dive into like the old back catalog, but like you really should, that, dude. 
I know I should. I'm there's so much, even though I am like a a self professed movie buff and and stuff. There's still so much that I haven't good shit that I haven't seen. That's a travesty. But um, I did start going back. I watched a couple of the Roger Moore's and. I watched the one with Chris Walken and um, I can't remember the model who was like the, the main villain gal by his side. I can't remember the fuck. I can't remember her name, but that one was kind of, it was entertaining, but still like the Roger Moore stuff. I was not really digging, but I got, I watched the Timothy Dalton ones for the first time, like living daylights and then license to kill after that, which I I really dug. I liked those a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was coming into this on a, on a, on a high from Skyfall. Like, well, totally. really the whole series, like, you know, it was building and Skyfall was like huge. And when I found out too, that Sam Mendes, the same guy, mm-hmm. uh, brainchild behind spec or, uh, Skyfall was doing this one. I mean, exp- expectations were super high. What about you? Oh yeah. And when you find out who was playing the villain, right? Like it was definitely, yeah. a, it was like, Oh shit, here we go. This is going to be, this is going to be Skyfall 2.0. Yeah. Cause I mean, Christoph Waltz was coming off hot off the heels of, um, Django. And in glorious yep. bastards, right? Glorious bastards. So he's like, like that immediately shot him up to like top, like a tier excellent actor so yeah like for him to come in and be like the foil to to daniel craig sounded like can't miss but right what about you steve like some of these newer ones like were you just never interested enough to go check them out or like that's just not for me or no never really had much of an interest um and since we've been watching them i kind of had really high expectations going into this one too because so javier bardem in the last one him and him and No Country for Old Men is one of my favorite villains of all time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards is also one of my favorite movie villains of all time. Yep. So yeah, coming tough off to of t- yeah, very tough to beat. Uh, and even in Django, he's just a great actor. But so coming yeah. into this, coming off of Skyfall, same director, a possibly even better villain. My expectations were pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess let's get it out of the way. What what do you think of this one? The C A or Nay? I was pretty disappointed. Um I nice. think because my expectations were so high. Yeah. Um yeah. this should have been so much better than it was. If if I have to give it a pass or fail, I would say pass because there were there were a lot of parts of it I enjoyed. I like I like the directing, uh the cinematography was cool. Mm. The acting I thought was solid. I just kind of thought the storyline was really fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the way they tied everything together. It seems kind of weak. Um, I feel like Judy Dench's sort of start to the movie was kind of cornball. And mm-hmm. then the big reveal that we get to later in the movie, I, I audibly out loud groaned like, oh, God, is this where they're going with this? This is so... Yeah. This is Austin Powers, like a spoof of what Austin Powers makes fun of about these movies come to life. Dude, that's funny you bring up Austin Powers. I'm sure that'll come up later uh, in our discussion. I mean, it's like a caricature of itself in this film. It was kind of trope heavy. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, some of the plot 
ties it's like directly from Goldfinger, the third Austin Powers, which I only saw once, I think, but I still remembered. I was like, wait, didn't they do this yes. in fucking Austin Powers? Well, and also their brothers and like oh man, I was like, yeah, I was <laughs> So I I wanna hear I wanna hear what you guys think, but the first few scenes of this movie, I was thinking, I've seen this movie before. This is very similar to Casino Royale, like <laughs> the opening scene he's in a foreign country he kills the yeah. person he's there creates a bunch of destruction and then in, in i swear to god in the next scene it's like the newspaper flopping down like bond you're in a lot of trouble here like okay. it is eerily similar to the first one yeah well and then he goes to second mission location and in casino royale he bangs the gal whose husband he's about to kill and then in this one, he bangs the gal of the husband he just killed. And it's like, mm-hmm. c- can we please maybe mix it up a little bit? <laughs> what? Hey, consistency is key, dude. Wait, you gotta yeah. Be, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This one had your gal, Monica Bellucci, in it. I was just about to say, dude, yeah. like, because I'll give it a pass on that front because, yeah, this is Spectre, the return of Monica Bellucci's dumper. Like, I was. Well, and they front load in both of these movies, they kind of front load the less attractive bond gal up front, not less attractive, but older. We'll say dude. Monica Bellucci entree. I mean, I feel, I feel like in both movies, the gal he gets with later is significantly more attractive. Eh, That's a, that's a coin flip for me, but I give, I give a slight edge like 55, 45 to Monica Bellucci just cause dude, she ages like fine wine, dude. Like it's insane. Like, like I don't know how old she is right here, but she's got to be in like her fifties. Sixty-seven. Sh- is it? No. I'm just oh, okay. <laughs> Plus, that's kind of like an older gal. Like, she's got some probably some dope tricks up her sleeve. You know, like um, hey, everyone likes a different flavor ice cream. Variety <laughs> is the spice of life. Um, no, yeah, I, I loved that that she was in this and like. So I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. But yeah, it, it, I didn't think about that. But when you say it, it's like right in your face. It is very similar kind of setup. Like, yeah, I never put that together either. That was crazy. He goes rogue, gets I smacked I swear there was even a newspaper drop M. scene. Like, yeah, like how, <laughs> how am I going to explain this? Like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. I've never put that. I've watched all of these movies hella times. And I don't know why. I've never realized that. Might be one of those things like you're so like immersed and like into the world that you need like an outsider that's got fresh, you know, kind of perspective coming into it. It's like, oh shit, that's cynical the- asshole autism. So what did you guys think? That was the plan to give you a boner <laughs> and you got one. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh yeah, were, in this. if this was highly anticipated for you guys and you saw it in theaters, I'm wondering what your first thoughts were when you saw it and if, it, if they've changed over time. Once she start I, us out, John. Yeah, I drank the Kool Aid. I thought I was. I loved it. I was like, upon first watching theater, I was like, "Yep, it was." I get it was a little long. I, coming out of the movie, I remember being like, "That wasn't as good as Skyfall." Like I had that feeling immediately, but I was still was like, you know, it was a little long in some spots, but it, yeah, it was fucking great. It was I a remember lot of pieces I liked for sure. I think I I remember that now too, getting out of it. And I was like really fucking down on it. And I was kind of like, like inside, I was a little mad that you weren't 
yeah. like right there with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely like a 70 30, you know, like you were like up there and I was like down in the dumps on it, like bumming yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that now. And I was like, why are you giving this one a pass? Fuck that, know, dude. I, I was not stoked. It was similar to, I'll probably catch a lot of shit for this. Uh, I remember watching the Lord of the Rings two, the two towers mm-hmm. in theater and fuck, I was probably 17 that came out 15, 16, 17. And yeah. I was, I loved the first, uh, new Lord of the Rings from 2001 oh, yeah. or whatever. I thought it was sick. It was super dope. So I was jacked to go watch two towers and I don't know, man, everyone loves it. Super highly rated at the end of it, people stood up and gave it a fucking standing ovation. I was so mad. Like at everyone around me, I was like, yeah. sit down. Why are you doing it? I thought that movie sucked. I was so let down. Yeah. It was garbage. I was a little bit younger and I had those. Are, I have a little bit more of a different tie to them because, uh, those, those all came out like Q4. Those were like the holiday Christmas movies release in theaters. Right. Yeah. And then me and my sister, it's like me, we we went to the movies with my grandma all the time. So I remember going to watch almost all of the Lord of the Rings with her in the theater. So they were, I like them a lot, but it, I think it's because more of that memory and that time and experience around it as opposed yeah. to the actual movie. But Gotcha. Yeah, you got you got a heavy vibe and nostalgia tied to it. Right. I went in thinking, like, was expecting to get my fucking socks blown off, and I got like super stoned. You know, like just yeah. like yeah, this you is got gonna... all dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so similarly with with Spectre, I was just completely fucking let down, and it lost me pretty early. I will say it lost me right about the introduction of Batista and the car chase, the, the prolonged car chase scene. I'd say that early. Cause up until then I was like, this is a dope intro day of the dead, that tracking or that one, that one shot. Uh, I guess it was actually put together in three shots, but the way that they, it was, but the way they edited it, I mean, a lot of people think it's like, Oh, it's a, it's an excellent example of like, you know, no cuts like one tracking shot all the way through all the way up into the hotel and like dude yeah that's what i thought but i think that's even cooler that they were able to make it look like one shot yet it was three like the like the subtle editing and all that but anyway yeah that was it was three separate shots but they fused them together so i like that kind of that i like that a lot too so that was super cool had a lot going for it the helicopter scene was pretty cool i wonder if that's where you got the idea for 1917 like let's just make that first scene the entire the movie. movie yeah <laughs> dude have you seen some of those rigs that they built for the camera mm-hmm. to on those like like it's like on a gimbal thing so it's like perpetual like like dope angle and then they had it like on like a quad skeleton that was like super wide and like these big ass mud tires and everything like articulated I remember one scene that they, they were like a behind the scenes of that. It was like a pretty treacherous, like stretch of like hilly and rocky shit. And there's like hundreds of extras running, like yeah, shit's going off and it shows it that thing kind of go in this little gully thing and the camera's all swiveling and shit. It's like, that's pretty fucking cool, man. 
Yeah. A lot goes into like making all that shit like fuse together. So much going on. But so from a technical standpoint and I was like, yeah, this is cool. But it, it lost me pretty quick with uh, Batista and the eye gouging. I was like, it feels like it's it's throwing back to kind of some of the, the more gimmicky. Cause I don't think up until this point, they didn't really have like a, a big gimmicky like villain or like underboss, like sub boss type dude. Yeah. I mean, you had the chief had like a little, a thing about him, a characteristic, but it's not like he used, like he uncovered his, his, his bleeding. I had acid in it and he could use it as a fucking weapon. Like, yeah, I thought he the, wasn't a, the, an inspector gadget villain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I didn't like Batista's like, metal thumbnail gouging the dude's eyes out oh man yeah and christoph waltz too i was pretty disappointed like i don't know how much i would blame him or what he had to work with his material but i just thought he was a weak ass villain was not not intimidating so i liked i liked his intro when you first meet him and he like yeah that part's creepy yeah and that's cool but then after yeah. that, it's like this guy was also, I have the same opinion, like just not very scary. Like he's just yeah. kind of like a computer guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Coming off Silva more, too, like uh, being such a badass, that's a hard act to follow too because yeah. he's he's kind of got his own way about him, but he's he's so, there. there's an unknown about him. Like yeah. that waltz's villain doesn't have so well and he also that's a had, fair unfair comparison but well and at least for me it seemed like he had a clear purpose whereas christoph waltz in this one it was like you're you're doing all this stuff like to just to do it but also to get back at bond like it seems like he was kind of split between i didn't really i didn't really buy either one of the explanation and I, so i guess it kind of goes back to well, this was also a fun little Austin Powers thing where um, when Dr. Evil's son is like, you always put him in a room with one inept guard and do some elaborate way of killing him. Just kill the guy and he gets away every time. Yeah. You know, so when he started doing the like needle stuff in his face, like just kill him. Please just kill him if that's how you really want to do this. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So going. So in the beginning, I don't know how much of a synopsis you want to do, but after he goes to Mexico and kills that guy. Uh, he reveals to Money Penny that he had been left a posthumous message from yeah from what's her name and Emma yeah she's like go here and kill this guy no explanation don't, why and then it turns out don't like miss oh the funeral yeah oh this is just the guy who's in charge of this huge criminal enterprise that I never felt the need to mention to you when I was alive even though I apparently know all of all about it but and this. Like later on, I found out that it makes perfect sense, like why I hate it. And a lot of people do too, but I guess before, before, uh, before this film for sure, but I, I can't, I don't know where it happened during the production or after Skyfall, but MGM, the owner of a lot of bond shit that, uh, they were finally able to get the rights. I don't know what other studio it was, but they were, I guess, the rights for the the villain of Blofeld and his whole line that was played by Donald Pleasance way back in the old ones. So, yep. like, the dude that it looks like Mr. Evil, that's, like, who they're parodying pretty much. He's has, always wearing, like, a light gray or, like, a silver, like, weird 
tunic fucking thing. And he has <laughs> yeah. that scar on the eye, bald head, the whole yep. nine. That's who that that's who they lifted Dr. Evil from. This, some other studio had oh, wow. them. So that's why, and I think the the people doing the the Craig run of the Bond series, that's why they introduced Quantum, uh, the Quantum organization in Quantum of Solace, as the stand-in for Spectre because they didn't have the rights to Spectre and uh, fucking uh, okay, Lofeld, all the, that whole storyline, everything tied up in it. They couldn't use those names and shit. So, hmm. um. Then they got it after the fact, so it feels kind of like horseshoed. Like they were yeah. like, "Okay, fuck quantum, all that shit we set up. That's just another organization. This is the organization of organizations, you know, Spectre. Right. This is let's go here." So I think a lot of that has to do with like, you know, because they didn't know they were going to have that back with Judy yeah. Dench. So that's why it feels kind of like, you know, shoehorned in on that. Yeah. That's in wow. retrospect after many, like this is like now researching for this episode. I learned a lot of stuff that I don't know if it like, it doesn't make me like the film anymore, but I'll, I cut it a little bit more slack for like, I think it was just m- mishandled at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. uh, the production, it was also a super speedy production. I found out they usually spend like two to three years total uh, on a bond film. Mm-hmm. And this one they did in one year, like shot to cut, final cut. And there's a lot of shit going on. I think the budget was 300 million. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing stuff like in parallel, having like a second unit director go direct the shit in Mexico while they're in like the Alps doing all the snow shit. And like, so like some people have speculated, you know, how how involved Sam Mendes actually was with this film because he's doing he's not doing it from beginning to end and all of his fingerprints right. are on and just chunks. So, and you're, yeah, you're having like different teams ostensibly shoot a third of this movie. Well, I hope um, he and, had nothing to do with that. God awful plane chasing the, the car. <laughs> that was so Dude, that's, that's actually kind of where it pulled me back a little oh, bit. Oh man. You suck. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. We got a technical difficulty here. So we were talking about snow and the plane. So you don't think that French gal is much more attractive than old Baluch? I assume she's French. Her name sounds French. The Leia Sadu? Yeah. I think she's a dime piece. She's pretty good looking. I just, I kind of like your, what is it with frizzy hair that you don't like? Curly hair. Yeah. There's something about like a gap or even a Mm. slight gap. Yeah, in a okay. front tooth like that, that just kind of kind of makes have me go a big that? rubbery one. Have you but, seen those like <laughs> Revlon commercials with that British chick who's got that fat gap in her teeth, and she's like, "Get the Revlon look." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, if that's the Revlon look, I don't want any fucking part of that. Well, sorry about that, guys. In my back, am I good? It says I'm recording. Yeah, yeah it, it says recording. We're still recording, so yeah, we should be good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, she's a good looking woman, but like if I had to take her verse Monica Bellucci, the gap tooth is what differentiates for me. Fair enough. <laughs> also, she's she seems very like I don't want to like 
sound like a fucking Captain Sabaho or something. But she she seems like very young, and like having a daughter now, and like knowing she's Mister White's daughter, and then fucking uh, how, like the storyline with uh, Bond is like, I'll protect her, I'll fuck her, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's half my age. She looks like she's like 22 or 23. It's kind of – I'm just like – You know, my problem was uh, she's fucking translucent. So. Like her skin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is pretty pale. I mean she I is the Pale like, King's daughter, so. <laughs> fair enough. Hey, live it up. Really got into character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turning yeah, into so like, – Ed Helms in the hangover when he's talking to his wife and he's like, that's, that's somebody's daughter up there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm not white knight in anything. It's just <laughs> preference deal. And I she's guess. not that young. I don't think, I don't Is, think she's very okay. young enough. I think I just think of her that way, I guess, but just, cause she's as like a father, <laughs> as, as a father, <laughs> well, let me tell you. I, I mean, Daniel Craig and Mr. White, they look pretty close in age, you know? So. Yeah. She was born in 85. Oh, okay. Oh, word. Born in 85, dickhead. That's a chop. <laughs> I almost <laughs> I'm 25, dickhead, and that's a chop. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> uh, I forgot how drunk he actually, he nailed that, like, like, and <laughs> annoying drunk fucking shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think we left off you railing we derailed on when you were talking about how much you love the plane with the shorn off wings. Oh yeah. 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 Able, able to keep up with a car. I don't, what does he <laughs> like about, I don't want you guys like about oh, dude, Batista. I got written down here. I love Batista as the fucking, the that like underlying boss no fucking lines in the movie just goes around just a big thick fuck dude just like (laughs) just crushing fucking heads i loved that i was like yes that that is a sub boss that's perfect (laughs) i just something about his like little smirk he had because he had yeah. no lines right. a couple times. I'm just like, all right, Batista. But I actually like that dude now. I like him. Dude, he went Blade into Runner 2049. Yes, he went from that. And yeah, Guardian. he's gotten into a lot of shit. Got a nice yeah. little branch off. Yeah. I, I also was kind of irritated by the look of him, but I think it's because the only thing I can recognize him from is that abortion of a movie Knives Out 2, which is so <laughs> bad. Oh. Yeah. Was he in the I, first Knives Out? No. No. Thankfully. Yeah. I still, I I have not, and I've stuck to my, my gun. Knives Out was not dope. Much. The what first one two? was good. The second That's one it. was horrific. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm cool. I was actually pretty cool off the first one. I was like, uh. I think there was a lack of shit out and people went and saw it during Thanksgiving and we're like, Oh, it's great. Saw it with the family. It's like, Oh, it was garbage. <laughs> and you just shouldn't do, I learned the hard way going and watching fucking Anchorman two. And I just, uh, yeah. I watched it in theaters and it's like, Oof. even cause I was kind of younger, you know what I mean? But I remember coming out of that and being like, if you just really like the first of something that just was clearly lightning in a bottle, 
don't fucking go spoil it by watching this other shit. Like, yeah, I refuse yeah. to watch Joe Dirt 2. Never watched it. Won't do Z- it. Same with Zoolander. I just won't. Yep, Zoolander 2. Didn't watch it. I'm cool. Nope. Hard pass. Yeah. The new coming those... to America. Nope. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, that's a hell-worthy trespass, man. I was like, when they're, you're you're making a sequel to that, don't do it. Although, if they, did, if they came out with Blue Streak 2. Oh, motherfucker. I'm first in line. I'd be there. <laughs> a robbery homicide. I mean, that's um, like leaving candy around me. <laughs> cha, 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 cha. I'm going to chomp it up. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, I didn't want to leave it with Shamu or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I like this uh, this uh, playing sequence because I don't know why. I think at this point I was like, I had gone back from, okay, this is dope. This is gonna be we're what we're gonna watch Skyfall two right now. And then I was like, yeah, I don't like where this is going. It's kind of feeling bloated. And then this was this was a pretty wild ass scene. But yes, laughable, highly unlikely. Like yeah. So, Dude, I really like the growth of Q and Bond's relationship in this movie. It's Q so is a bright good. spot for me. For yeah. sure. Dog, yeah. the, the best joke out of all the fucking movies is his nerdy ass. And he said, I do believe I said bring it back uh, in one piece, not bring back one piece. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking died, dog. I could watch that part over and over, bro. And that shit is hilarious. Yeah, totally. That was actually a pretty spot on cue man well done <laughs> That's it. yeah so yeah because you can see like how how much of a kick he's like he's on the fourth of july right. and then like bond's just like all right oh yeah, yeah. Dude. they they get together good yeah i like it i like it. yeah he is a bright spot i like that actor and uh i like like this is the first time a, a q has ever had to like deal with any kind of danger I thought that was kind of neat doing yeah. the, the whole the gondola kind of misdirect shit yep. um so i mean i like the like and what's up with this office out in the fucking middle of nowhere like it, it felt very weird um you're talking and, about the headquarters no like the where he goes to after he sees mr white and it's like i'm gonna protect you. i'm gonna bone your daughter and protect her and yeah, yeah. um well, it's like seen, her it office. seems like a weird combo of exclusive ski resort, but also, you know, like oh. one of those Malibu detox centers, like elite yeah. medical Probably. facilities. Yeah. It, was a, it was a strange <laughs> combo of both. Dude, there's some funny shit from that part, too. When he goes to get the drink, it's like, we don't serve alcohol, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then Q's like, oh, he'll have a pro app, pro, pro yeah, yeah, pro, yeah. whatever the fuck, julep. And uh, then he makes it for me. He's like, pour that down the drain. Just cut right. out the middleman. <laughs> Do me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I actually, to break this up a little bit, I found a, uh, a quote by Pierce Brosnan, which I thought was pretty interesting he's i think he's kind of on on par with like steve and i's opinion he just says it in like a way nicer like british way but like the way he describes his take on uh specter i'm like 
that's pretty much a hundred percent how I feel. He said, um, I was looking forward to it enormously. I thought it was too long. The story was kind of weak. It could have been condensed. Uh, just went on too long. It really did. It's neither fish nor fowl. Uh, <laughs> it's neither bond nor born. Am I in a bond movie? Not in a bond movie. Um, he gives some praise to Daniel Craig. Uh, I think he found a great sense of himself in this one. Yeah, Just get a tighter story, though. and he'll have another classic. I think the guy was fairly banjaxed by, by by playing it. What <laughs> he says? <clears throat> he said, "Just get a." <laughs> just get a tighter story and he'll have another classic. I think the, the guy was just fairly banjaxed by playing it. I think right. like flummoxed or just like ran through the ringer or something. It's a super British, but yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's a pretty badass word. B a N J a X E D banjaxed. Hmm. Um, by the time you finish making a bond movie, you don't want to hear the name, see the name or have anything to do with it because you just want to, to go to ground give him another year off here and he'll be ready to rock and roll for sure oh that's so. right because after this one is when craig was like never yeah. again right yeah. this i think this was the one where he after this one he was like yeah fuck no maybe Hard that out. was when the quote you remember yeah. Steve, like he said something like, I'd rather like, like I would rather him. break a wine glass and cut both of my wrists open than do yeah. another bond movie I yeah. think that was that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could and be wrong. They, but sure. Then they wrote him a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he got cheesed up, as you'd say, for no time to die, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Draped up yeah. and chipped out. You know what I mean? Then he was all at sixes and sevens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one thing that's different too in this film, uh, or it's also a callback to some of the older, like that, the, the specter era, um, is the, the merger with MI five and they're bringing in, I think it's like the joint security services or something like that. But right. they introduced this dude, uh, Max Denby, uh, who is called C and I, th- I wasn't interested to see your take on this. Cause I know in some of the old ones, like the chief, they called him C for chief. Right. But they don't introduce this guy as a chief of anything. He's just like the head of this fucking shadowy security outfit or whatever. That's going to like be calling the shots now. And I like how bond is like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll call you C or yeah. And then he's like, Oh, you don't have to call me that. Max is fine. He's like, no, I think I'll call you C. Yeah. And so like some people have said, like reading between the lines, like he's just calling him a cunt. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Is that what you picked up? Okay. That's That's what what I I picked up right away too. Like, I mean, not at the time, but kind of in hindsight, (laughs) the old CNX Tuesday, man. I I thought their little back and forth though was kind of funny too. Cause he tries to dig back at him and he's like, he's like, Hey, my door is always open for all my employees. Like, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm calling the shots on you, bucko. Yeah, it's me now, dog. So he's kind of like a a side, like, villain, if you like. And and he's not in cahoots specifically with Spectre or... um, I thought he was. Is he? Mm -hmm. Do they spell that out? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I must have glossed over that. Um, So, I mean, he's the one, like, with the real, like, power at the end of the day. It seems like, you know, for his you know, head of this octopus that 
uh, Blofeld's supposed to be. I mean, he just he just played it real weak. I left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I like what they – you're kind of on – like you're talking about uh, – I thought you were going to go down more like uh, – they pulled out a lot of – gems from the old stuff right from like Blofeld yeah. to his fit to you know where he's at like that whole that whole aspect of it was cool and I kind of got the sense that we're that's what we're going back to right because I believe this is the first one that literally it starts off like the old ones you get the bolt right it's the only one yeah. that has the bullet sequence in the beginning yep you get like it's like a uh, the previous one ended with the bond will return next and boop, boop, you know, and then he comes in, you get that shot. It's, and then you find out that, you know, it's Blofeld and this, the organization. So it felt for me, it hit a lot of those kind of like nostalgia bells, I think. Yeah. Right. And, uh, upon watching it, cause I was, I was, it's funny. I uh, watched it with my wife and we were talking about it cause we saw it in the theater together. And uh, I, I was telling her, I was like, I don't, I, I don't, I think I've only seen this one like four times now that like, all the other ones I've watched a bunch. Yeah. But that one I had realized I hadn't really, I didn't really watch it like that. And then watching it again this time, other than uh, the intro song, I was like, this really kind of, this is a little bit, it does feel a little short. But I think upon the, the that first watching of it, like I said, it's hitting. I, you've been waiting for this movie. Everything we talked about in the beginning, we've been waiting for it. It's coming. It's here. It's got this and that. What we wanted, and I was feeling, you know, the good high coming off of it with the with the callbacks too. So that's, yeah, just long rant. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, speaking yeah, of I this- like that too because it felt like it was it was piggybacking or it was kind of carrying off of Spectre or excuse me, Skyfall because Skyfall mm-hmm. was its own thing, but it's it started to transition with Judy Dench leaving, setting up the mail. M, you remember the door? You have Money yep. Penny, like by name, like everything's kind of all set up to where it's like either a reboot or a reimagining or bringing back those elements uh, and getting away from like the, you know, um, the really out there, like, like some of the ones of Pierce Brosnan's towards the end, like die another day and shit were like really fucking cornball and like, hokey, Oh yeah. You know? So I think it was trying to like, you know, get back to, uh, you know, some of the 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 sixties, like the Spectre and like all that kind of stuff, uh, which was cool, but especially now, that's what degrades it for me. Like knowing that they were just they were holding out in hopes of getting the rights to that stuff back, and they kind of to me it kind of undoes some of the the best parts of the, like the original three mm. and everything they set up with Quantum. Sorry, sure. I know I stepped on something you were about to say, Steve. Oh no, it wasn't very important. I was just gonna say. I think every Bond movie I've seen, I've hated the intro song viscerally. I like this one. I'm not yeah, even a banger, man. I'm not a big Sam Smith fan, but I like this one. Yeah, he smoked it. It did not seem forced. Like, okay, I've got to get the name of the movie into this dog shit song that I'm writing. Right, right. I liked it. And the highs, the lows. How does that man hit this? I don't know. Some of them are pretty insane. 
And then he comes in and he just drops it low on him right after. Because this is on. Fucking banger, dude. It reminded me a little bit of like that uh, Chris Isaac, the fucking I don't want to fall in love. You know, like mm-hmm. the, you know, I yeah, want to fall like that. Just a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I could go either way on it. What about all the imagery? I know you're a big octopus guy, John. There's a lot of that shit going on. Some of which was, uh, it's like, do you you guys know what you're doing with all the tentacle shit? Like on the fucking, the, the woman's bodies and shit. Like people are going to look that that up. uh, I had that noted actually. It's funny you bring that up because, um, up until, um, Casino Royale, all of those intros like that had always been like just chicks and tits and like a gun would pop up and Bond would be here or there, right? Like it was always naked women in those intro songs. Right. For the entire, you know, up until him. And then it was like Casino Royale, no. Quantum of Solace, no. Skyfall, no. And then it was like, oh, yeah, here come the octopus tits. Yeah, they, were just, they were back out there. It was, it was glorious. It was a return. <laughs> like uh, yeah big fan yeah it, it felt it felt weird it was very very tentacly yeah intro. yeah the um it it i think it was i really like the song but i uh i don't think it was as good as uh the other ones for sure the casino royale I, well skyfall is the the best i think casino royale then this one then uh the other one. What was that's my least favorite one, the one from yeah. Quantum Solace, the Jack White shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack White sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I didn't like that one. I can't wait till we get to the next one. I think Yeah, the next one's going to be good, yeah. Yeah. That that one's pro- I think that's my favorite intro is uh No Time to Die, but um who does it? Billie Eilish. Okay. It's like one of the few songs of hers that like she really like fucking lets it go, you know? Like you can you really get the like the range of her voice and like yeah. the the power on it cuz I didn't really know who she was and then, Yeah, like, I'm not 14. I don't really know any of her. She's like stuff. that she's like the female like mumble core like rap kind of oh, I don't cool. know. <laughs> <laughs> but she but she doesn't rap. She just sings like very like like quiet in a lot of the songs that I had heard before this and she has like her own distinct style. In the in this rendition of uh the No Time to Die intro, she's like belting out like she and she's got like an actual range of a singer. I was like, "Oh shit." Like that was rad. Um anyway, back to uh Spectre. Oh, another little thing I did like at, at the beginning is uh when M's like telling him all the shit he's got to go through and like, this is what you did in Mexico. And I got to go fucking in front of this, whatever in 10 minutes and explain ourselves. And then, uh, what's he say? He's like, Oh, you're right. You have got a tricky day. ahead. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. He just gives zero fucks. He's like, very good, sir. Like just, yeah. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give a fuck yeah. about you. Um, so yeah, as we as we get along, so we find out the this pale king guy is Mr. White, who I I guess I liked his 
his death scene, like his suicide, it, it was done well. It's one of the few like, well, like really well acted scenes in my opinion in this whole thing. Um, but it's like he, they were building him up. Like he was like behind, I mean, he's behind the curtain on the first one, the second one, he gets away. The third one, he gets away. Like, um, he, he seemed like a more formidable kind of, uh, like villain, even than Blofeld, you know, like, and yeah, I think like, that's like maybe that's what mind. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what they were setting up with, you know, quantum and, and, and Mr. White. I mean, it's it. You think of the Pale King too. It's like it's 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 ready made right there. But um, yeah. so his daughter is like the next main Bond Bond girl that we run with. And what is her name again? I just know her real name is Leah Sadu. What's her name in this? Madeline. Madeline. Um, pretty mid, dude. Pretty mid. As far as Bond girls go, or yeah, your, your opinion of her. Yeah, that that is one of the weaker spots of the movie for me, for sure. I just her <laughs> the relationship. It's like I don't understand the like I I don't know. We it, it the later no, on. I agree. Queen, Keep going. I th- I think it's really forced when uh, when he talks to her like at the end when we were talking about like the crazy torture scene, and it's like I just I hate when movies like fucking force feed you the message it's like i I understand you want the and we kind of talked about this with the blade runner like when you talk about uh how when uh ford had to go back and he did that version with the with the narration right because it was like oh they're worried people weren't gonna know what what he was doing and it that scene felt like that like the 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 mastermind villain explaining his plan and then we understand like we don't need you. He's like, I think the line is, uh, oh, well, too bad. The the one person that could love you, an assassin's daughter gone. And it's like, yeah, no shit. We don't need you. I don't need you to fucking force that down my throat. Like I got I, we're watching the movie. I'm with you here. Yes, we understand. Yeah. This would be a relationship that would work. I don't need you to fucking do that. Like I just that 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 part really rubbed me rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Or even when, when they treat you dumb. I just don't like feel like like when they treat you like you're dumb. Like, hey, oh, we know you just watched this, but here, now we're going to explain it too. Like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or when she ran up and was like, I love you. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. That's a little quick. And he's <laughs> all, oh, I would always recognize those eyes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Huh? <laughs> That's hilarious. Are you my daughter? (laughs) Even, even like, uh, it felt kind of like a Vesper pull. Like they're trying to like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's get, let's get bond his fucking Vesper, like his writer here. And like how they, you know, they play it off there. They have this like really witty, like kind of defensive banter, him and Vesper on the, in the first one on the train. And it's kind of like that with him and Sadu. Uh, or yep. Madeline, the first time they meet, she's like, "Yeah, we're not gonna fuck. Like, we're not. Yeah, it ain't like that. Um, I don't have dead dotty issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they're on that train, which I—that's probably the one scene I did like that. That kind of the battle train. with Batista on the train. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that shit was sick. Like using all the in- environmental kind of shit that was going on. Um, 
but it it does at the same time feel pretty pretty wild that Daniel Craig would be able to to beat him up like in fisticuffs. That dude's just like you said, he is just like a ball of muscle, like with legs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did like him getting dis- dispatched off like the train with the fucking rope. On the, yeah, and the, the kegs link of and... kegs going out. That was pretty yeah. cool. Um, and he delivers his one line, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Um, Silent Bob over here. Uh, and then, yeah, then she's like, yeah, I don't like guns and like people who kill for a living and shit like that. And and then it's like all of a sudden, like, they, oh, shit, like we almost just died. We better fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which I guess I can I can see that like just like we need to bang one out because I'm fucking I'm tense. I gotta get the mind right. Yeah, little tip drill. Um, and then after that, be like post nut clarity. She's like, yeah, I don't like you. And then they're like, we're in love. Yeah. Like, so I that that felt very disingenuous that relationship to me. But um, we'll see how I feel in the next one. But. Yeah, I think their their whole setup was kind of weird. What's what? <laughs> what was your guys' opinion of of him uh, and the mouse when they're in that fucking shitty? Where is that? They're in like Tunisia or some shit. Oh, uh, America, the the Tang- yeah, wherever that place is. Yeah, Tangiers. Yeah. Tangiers. There you go. What is that? Like Algeria? Um, it's somewhere he, over there. Yeah. But that that scene, I was like, "What is going on right now?" Like when he's sitting in that chair and he's yeah, aiming the gun at the mouse, and like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why. I don't know what the we're trying to. I don't know what message they were uh, they were going for there. That that is a weird one. And then yeah. the well, in the in the secret room, like okay, so did Mister White just bash through the entire Every time. fucking <laughs> wall? It, yeah. Is yeah. there not a door somewhere yeah. that you could have used? <laughs> well, even how he discovers it, he's like, wait a second. Like, wait, like, he's just through a wall? Yeah, dude, he's like, smash, remember he's going through like the, the cabinet in the back and he's like, oh, he finds the bottle of booze. And like, you know, they definitely make it seem like he turned the fucking place over. Yeah. And then he's sitting in the chair. And it's been hours, and all of a sudden, it's it's in the fuck. You, a mouse runs into a mouse hole, and you're like, "Wait, us! I didn't check that wall oh, right in front of me the whole that. fucking time." All right. That's right, and then he gets over there and like discovers it that way. It just seemed like I don't. Yeah, know. that that's like that prisoners. Uh, we were just watching where Jake Gyllenhaal's gone over everything in the case, and he throws his like temper tantrum point in that movie and he like bangs his fucking keyboard and everything and his the case files go flying and they happen to like fall at an angle where he looks at it and he's like oh wait what and it's like a a key like development in the story in the case and he just happens upon this like this little glimmer this yeah it feels kind of cheap when when movies do that to you well and then he like pours the liquid and it goes in there like oh yeah that's that's gotta be it double yep. confirmation that yeah. gravity yeah. goes this way so i mean it couldn't just be a hole in the wall it must be a room yeah before we get off this you you you've watched true detective right both of you guys season one I, i've seen I, season, season one Dude, i've only watched season one to me that is a pro- that's like the best example of how to 
break a case in a long, like when they're doing the whole file study and when they discover like those two pouring through all of those pictures and drawings. And then they talk about the fucking house painting and then the green eared monster. He has it all on the board. Like that, that was like, that's to me how you do in in movies and shows. That's how you get the discovery there. Not, not fucking. Oh, Oh, wait a second. Now I see it. Like that's just, you don't, you know what I mean? Like that way was perfect. Yeah, exactly. And I like how that in that season of True Detective, they even kind of dangle some things. So like you think about it later, like I think it's episode three or four when Rust actually goes up to the killer, the Yellow King, that one day and asks him for like, yep. directions, you know, yep. and you're like, oh, shit. It's like, you know, you get you get the the retrospect too, like, oh, shit, dude, they had him the whole time. It was right yeah. there. And all the shit transpires over time, like from that point, like it's like, damn. Yeah, yeah. That's so a that's a good call. That is a perfect example of like showing, not telling, like right, right in your face kind of thing. Totally. What else is good at like that? I liked um, David Fincher with Daniel Craig actually too. The uh, girl with mm-hmm. the dragon tattoo yes. is fucking very does it perfectly. Like show don't tell. Like like yep. you're following along watching them like discover shit and like investigate. And it's really satisfying on that front. If you get a kick out of that kind of thing, but um, yeah, good call. Um, <clears throat> so where are we at in this point in the story where they're like, okay, we're thick as thieves, uh, Madeline and Craig. And then uh, what the fuck happens here? When they get, oh, and in the background, he's like having fucking Q do the shit with the ring, like analyze it. Who's yeah, Franz yeah. Oberhauser and like trying to figure out who's like the head, who's, who is this guy who's behind Spectre, like the real big bad boss. Um, yeah, so they, they find his base in the desert and that's why they're on the train. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. And they get, uh, uh, they get found out. And so th- this is a really contentious part to me too. And I remember watching it like, and then it lingered with me throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, and this is fast forwarding a little bit too, but like when um, uh, Blofeld is explaining his, his fucking uh, rig, his, his lobotomy machine and mm. all of that. And then he uses it successfully on bond it goes into his fucking brain and he's sitting there he's he gets fucked up for a long time before the whole watch uh mcguffin like uh or chekhov's gun whatever the fuck that device is to like miraculously get you out of the situation um in this convoluted fucking villain (laughs) plan like so, so that happens i'm like oh well he's fucked up he doesn't know anything now like he's like he's done like right, even though they're him. like i was like how are they gonna explain this i was i was thinking okay i'll buy this if you give me like oh there's a serum for it or there's an antidote or if you do this you know you'll <laughs> come back because it's a fucking bond movie you can't just kill him and make it or make him a potato and like he doesn't know right anything he doesn't it's like that's clearly not going to happen so give me something plausible they don't what pissed me off because i was like are they going to explain all the way to right. the end of the movie, it's like, shouldn't he not know what the fuck to do? 
or who these people are because of the, the only into his brain thought I had about that is it's clearly explained to him, right? Like Blofeld fucking tells him he walks up to him, points to him and goes right here. I'm a drill in and you'll blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like this definitely is never explained to you. I think this is me just shooting the movie lots of bail. But <laughs> I was like, you know, if that's the case, you know, maybe like when he seen it coming in, he turned his head a different way. Like he didn't let it come in where he fucking touched him on the. So it's like it's coming in and he's like, oh, shit, I know it's right there. All right. You know that, what I mean? Let it, it go in at a different angle or something. But that, yeah. that's what I thought too. Cause I, I thought he even came up and touched him. Like, this is where you're whatever. Right, he's he, like right here. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, okay. So when it's coming in, I kind of thought he just was like, nah, right. just yeah. took it well, somewhere yeah. else. That probably hurt like shit, but yeah, they all, like you said, they didn't <laughs> explain right into it. Some muscle in your neck. Yeah. I mean, cause you were yeah. talking about when they spoon feed you this information you would think right, it, right. it would it would show him like turn a little bit to deflect it to put it somewhere, right. but yeah, some then, kind of yeah. camera shot. Yeah, nope. Yeah, so not. then it comes across as like lazy because you're like you say you're spoon feeding, but then this seems to be a pretty key point here, and you just gloss over it, and then I think getting kind of fast forwarding a little bit to like what really disappointed me, which it, it like on paper it should sound dope the way he and Madeline fucking abscond and get out of this mega lair supposed to be the most secret fucking badass motherfuckers. And like all the people security, there's 39 people with machine guns, right. 50, 60. Yeah, I don't know just how shoot many one gas pills. tank. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's too easy for him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is not, like it should be dope. Yeah. He's just fucking boom, boom, boom. Killing people shooting from the hip, one hand fucking like machine gun. And then the way I did like at the end, how those two guys are at distance and he flips yeah. the fucking, uh, the stock back and goes dot, dot. That was kind of yeah. cool. That's all I'm going to give it. But it's just like, yeah. And then he's like, Oh, here's the fucking, uh, the main reactor gas tank thing that controls the entire place or that's going to feed in boom. One shot. This whole thing blows up. Oh, here's a chopper right here for us. I just took yeah. out 70 people, blew up this whole thing. We're out. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like for like, sure. All wrapped up. Like it just it pissed me off. I was like, well, yeah, it's like, cause it didn't feel like there were any stakes. Like it's a two and a half hour movie. And now it's, you, now it's like, you're like, all right, let's just kind of speed it up and get to the end. Like, where was, where was this brevity? earlier on yeah. yeah that's another big knock too is what is this two hours and 35 or two hours and 40 228 i think something like that <sighs> yeah again i don't think it would make me enjoy it significantly more maybe but it would have been a better tighter more entertaining if they lopped off 20 30 minutes probably yeah Could do that easily i think um yeah I yeah that that just whole scene just like I was like what the fuck was that I was like he just went in like in he like he had the invincibility star from fucking Mario and just bodied yep. everyone and f we're back in London now um <laughs> and then yeah. he and then Blofeld makes it back and then we're in London it's just like bang bang uh, right he's there and they've had the fucking the building rigged and yeah, yeah. okay here's the real shit and yeah. it's like. 
I mean, it could have won me back if this scene would have been dope too. Like if the if it would have been fucking cool. Yeah, maybe I would forgive some other stuff, but I don't know. It's like when he leaves him the choice to go like this whole saver. Yeah, go saver. How big is this fucking place? I mean, right. pretty fucking huge. And like he just gets her, and they go, and they he runs over a couple like open pits where he die where he'd fall like fifty feet or whatever. But you know, he basically just runs through a building and right. gets her and then they get out and then he takes well, down they also the jump helicopter into the with, net like they first fall yeah like, that was yeah put this that was like there. <laughs> seven thousand foot drop uh um, no, it's probably like a hundred maybe 200 but, but why know. would there ever be a net there yeah well it was in my six maybe he knew if like that was the training or like that was q's quarters where there was a like specifically placed oh that's the know. net room yeah. yeah, it's where they practice net. It's where we do netting. I thought they were just going to uh, jump I, under the water. Uh, yeah. Even that, I wanted dude, a better final confrontation. Back. Yeah. With uh, M and uh, C, I thought that was going to be. I really wanted something better than 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 that. Like he, like it yeah. was cool, you know, and he he talks shit to him, but because that's like his. That's M's villain, essentially. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you know, Bond has got Blofeld, and yeah, and they're then, the two you know. goalies that meet up right. on center ice. They're like, okay. And uh, I just, I don't know. I thought it was kind of whack. Like it was like uh, yeah. he had his bullets, right? And then he tells him, you know, uh, another kind of callback to Casino Royale, right? And he's like, oh, I got, I got your bullets here, asshole. And then he just knocked like glass gets shot down and he just falls off the top of the fucking yeah I don't know yeah. I just was like I, th- I thought it was going to be a little more because I like Ralph man Ralph is a G I wanted to see some more action shots with Ralph man yeah yeah yeah. he's a good actor yeah I agree with all that and then I mean well, really... he, is, he is a former badass like his character right, right? like <clears throat> so right. it would be cool because now he's like a pencil pusher but it'd yeah, be cool exactly. for him. It would be cool for him to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm still fucking badass. I'll, I'll show still you. Got I'm, it. Still got it. I'll show yeah. you why, you know, the the double O agents are still valuable versus you exactly. computer dorks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> have the man up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and prior to the final scene. With Bond and Blofeld. Mm-hmm. I hate to be ticky tacky when it comes to like gun shit, but to be able to shoot down a helicopter with a handgun yeah. from a yeah. from a boat from I don't know, a thousand yards away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so unreal, even for this hokey ass horse shit. <laughs> yeah. Well dude, and I think he only did it in two clips, right? I mean <laughs> it's like yeah, this 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 whole part, I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, okay, so they're trying to set it up like he's got the magic, he's got the Bond shit back, because look what he just did at the compound. Right, you know? right. He was just like, there was a couple points where he just turned and he just like waved the gun and shot three people at, at range, like right. 100 yards away, this lackey. And it's like, aren't those dudes supposed to be probably pretty badass? Top trained, I would imagine, yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's like, oh, yeah, okay, he's got it back. So this chopper and the handgun, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. you can take it down. Um, Dude, and I forgot. I I have it written down. I forgot about that scene in uh, way back when he when they go to the compound. The we were talking about the when he first picks up Madeline, right? And she's like, "Security's going to escort you out of here." And then he's like, "All right, man, whatever." And then they're they're walking him out, and then he sees him grab her, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he turns around. And the security guard goes, "Hey!" And he fucking smacks that one dude, <laughs> knocks him out, right? and the other guy's looking at him. He's all, "Don't!" Yeah, just fucking don't. And the guy's like, "Oh, all right, man." And then he, <laughs> that shit was so badass. So <laughs> I liked it. Bonza G, dude. So yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm yeah. He could shoot down a helicopter. They fuck you. See what he did? Dude. Fuck that. Oh. What did you score on your marksmanship evaluation? 70. <laughs> 40. I mean, even when, it, even when he's in the plane flying next to the car and she's in the back seat and he just starts unloading on the car, like, dude, you're going to fucking kill her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, that gun was kind of neat that Batista had, the double barrel. Is that real? I don't know. Is it? I was going to ask you. <laughs> You ever You're the gun like guy, dude. We're asking you. Yeah. I don't know. It seems rather impractical. Asked and answered. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so fuck this movie. Um, I think it kind of tarnishes like the goodwill and like the everything set up. One yeah. through three, so Casino Royale through Skyfall, it's a, definitely a misstep. Um, and I mean, it's only been, it's been out eight years now. I've this was my third watch of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time I watched it in theater, I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah, that. that made me mad. And then I watched it a couple years later, and I just had it on the background. This one, I was actually really invested, like fucking let's watch Engage. it. Looking at some of the background stuff about it. And so I guess at the end of the day too, though, I, I do, I'm not giving it a pass or anything, or I wouldn't uh, upgrade my score, my personal score, but I understand now with like the shit behind and like the studio stuff that was going on. Yeah, I like, never heard that before there was a lot of things going against this being a good film, I think, or being able to make it uh, like satisfying for some, for folks coming off of uh, Skyfall and everything before it. So, well, it's not, it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I mean, there are some uh, some scenes I enjoyed. Uh, it is a Bond film at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, it's got some I, good typical Bond stuff for sure. Yeah, um, it just sucks that they dumped that fucking much money into this. I can't believe three hundred mil. Yeah, I, I saw in a report later they they like clarified it, it was like actually it only costs us two hundred fifty mil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay, <laughs> much better. Uh, That's so nuts, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the next one too, because I feel like it kind of, it salvages and uh, yeah, not to get too far into that. It's, it's, it's tempting. Um, Cool. 
So I we touched on it a little bit earlier. You said initially no, but it's teetering on if if I guess I'm doing yes and no, which is pass or fail. So do, do you feel comfortable giving this a pass score, Steve? Yeah, I would give it a pass. I mean, okay. I still enjoyed it. I was just really yeah. disappointed because I thought it could have been so much better right? Yeah. with all of the elements that went into it. Fair. Yeah, I think I'm a little less forgiving, but I'm, I'm kind of right there. Uh, so that raises our approval rate from an 85 to an 85.4%. So hey, That's a nice clip. We'll chalk it up as a win. I will um, say that uh, I went to look up my shitty, cunty favorite review of the movie, mm-hmm. and there were so many bad reviews that it was almost like insurmountable to try to find a <laughs> shitty one because because all the bad reviews I saw were very well thought out, critical, right. like intelligent. My right. my favorite bad reviews are the ones that are like irrelevant to the movie or just like someone who's angry about something who doesn't matter. Like yeah. one of one of my favorite ones was the um the the guy who criticized Jennifer Eight because they used a body double for Uma Thurman's tits, which has nothing oh, to do with God. anything. <laughs> well he really wanted to see Uma's tits, dude. That's bullshit. He got sure. shot. Yeah. But there were so many bad reviews that were good. I didn't even, I, I couldn't even come up with one that was bad, but I did, I did stumble across a lot of reviews that I think were for the next movie because they seem to reveal a big spoiler for the end of the movie, which I don't want to bring up on here for obvious reasons, but that might've, that might've blown the end of the next movie for me. Oh, that sucks, dude. I hope not. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I hope not to, but yeah, based on your reaction, I think that's it's probably accurate what I saw. <laughs> but I was so confused that I thought maybe they had changed the ending to Spectre because it was probably so poorly received. So I was mm, I did yeah. some googling like did blank happen at the end of Spectre and it it came up like uh you mean the ending of uh, No Time to Die? Or, uh... <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, oh, Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Word. Would you like a cookie, son? Damn it. Damn. I feel like that, that gif of uh, Ryan Gosling and Blade Runner 2049 when he finds out. Or when he thinks whatever, and he's all, "God damn it!" Yeah, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right. Well. Confirm. Try to erase it from your mind. Yeah. Neuralize yourself. Yeah, it's probably not true. Whatever you read. Yeah. <laughs> Several times. Stupid. Dude, have you? Imagine a putting weird. a negative movie review on the on the wrong fucking movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here. Here's a wild tangent I just thought of because it, it made me think of John Leguizamo. Have any of you guys seen uh, what is it called? It's with Jesse Eisenberg. I think it's called American. Uh, what the fuck? What is it called? I gotta look it up now. I don't know. I don't like that guy though. 
I don't either, but I like John Leguizamo, and he's in it, and he has a bit role. Yeah, I like him. Oh, Amer- American Ultra from 20- 2015. Uh-uh. Uh, John Leguizamo plays like this paranoid dude, and he says something about a neuralizer. He's like, he's like, hell no, you can get all these Area 51 agents up in here and neuralize me. And then he's like, no, but bubble. And he's like, nur, er. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit's so fucking funny. Um, I actually have one uh, that I think would be fun. This is a super positive review of Spectre that I just think is batshit crazy. Um, oh, the opposite way. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, it. So it's this is a 9 out of 10. The subject or the title is, you know his name. Oh, uh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dark Vulcan 29 says James Bond, Daniel Craig, infiltrates a criminal organization known as Spectre, but soon discovers he might have a bigger connection to it than he thinks. Daniel Craig once again knocks it out of the park as James Bond, but in this one, he is a little bit more loose than he was in the last ones. Characters M, Q, and Money Penny are giving more are given more to do this time than just being side characters. But Christoph Waltz really is who grabs you as the main bad guy. When he's on camera, you feel the chills going down your spine. He just has a menacing presence. Dave Bautista is also good in the role as the main henchman. Action scenes are all right. Nothing too spectacular. Bond girls are all right. Just kind of there. These are moments that there are moments that it does pay homage to the other Bond films, but it stands on its own. It's like, it doesn't see that high on it. No. In the back half. Yet he gave it a nine out of 10, but yeah, just like the character is that, characterization of Christoph Waltz as someone who grabs you as the main bad guy and feel chills going down your spine. You didn't feel them chills, dude? No. (laughs) Nope. Maybe a slight tingle at the beginning or in that boardroom and he's all shadowed up and he fucking... Yeah, that scene is so sick. When he turns, he's like, yeah, to James, you know, and calls him out. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, and that dude walks up, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And how... That part kind of got me too. It's like, all right, punch this dude in the face, jump out the window, hop in my car at the yeah. the most secure, should be like the most secure, shadowy, secret motherfuckers. Have right. Eight Emergency meeting. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, but whatever. Um, yeah. So I disagree with that. Um, all right. Any final thoughts or is there anything, John, you can think of that we maybe glossed over scenes, things that you liked, didn't like Steve, any final thoughts your way as well? No, I guess if I had one more criticism, it would be when he's fighting that guy in the helicopter in the beginning and he looks down Mm -hmm. and sees the ring, like this must be significant. Like if that just looks like a ring to me, but (laughs) yeah. And then when they do the uh, processing on it, they find, DNA or whatever the fuck of all these bad guys on it. Yeah. Well, they have like super DNA tracing. Totally. Q does, (laughs) but no. Yeah. I thought that too. I was like, wait, so he didn't know anything about a ring or I need to be looking out for a ring. He just happened to notice it while he's going upside down corkscrew, uh, helicopter hand to hand foo. Well, yeah, and can you also imagine... Oh, shit, there's a ring. That should be important. I'll grab it. Well, and also, 
Can you imagine if you're fighting the guy in the back of the helicopter to then turn and also start fighting the pilot at the same time? Like, leave the pilot alone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Like, He's like the I'm gonna Russell Crowe in the, the same time. <laughs> well, you want to fight about it? <laughs> oh, on, on Russell Crowe. Uh, um, only thing those, I have is oh, yeah. uh, that other quote. I think my my other favorite quote in the movie is when uh, Mr. White tells him, "He's like you're a kite dancing in a hurricane. You're a kite, Mr. Bond." Yeah. Flying through her so long. Yeah, I like that quote. That that is that's a pretty uh, it puts you right there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, sure. it was. Uh, it's a it's a good movie. I I I like it because Do you stand uh, by it. I I think I don't like it as much as when I when I when I first watched it. Okay, but I'm also I I'm pretty je- I told you guys for me a movie's really gotta shit the be- like I just yeah I just got so turned off by that asshole that I just I can't let movie like I'm always looking for a movie to be good I can I can pull all the good out of a flick like I'll probably talk shit about you know even I can find a movie I don't like and talk shit about it but for the most part I'm. It's like, dog, this is for me to run away from life, and yeah. I, it's easy yeah. to enjoy. Like, I can pretty as long as it's doing its job and pulling me away from my other shit at the moment. Yeah, it's doing its job. It's a good movie. Fair enough. When um, it does that. Okay. Let's say up to this point, what do you have a a ranking of just just Craig Bonds? Yep, I would go. I would go Casino Royale. First, Skyfall, Spectre, Quantum of Souls. In that order. Steve Dog? Yeah, I think I would have to go... I think I like Skyfall a little bit more than Casino Royale. Bang! But but then the bottom two is tough because Quantum of Solace was kind of just a big nothing. Yeah. But... I mean, it was fine... (laughs) <laughs> but it was only an, like an hour I don't and 45. No, I didn't hate it. It was pretty forgettable. Yeah. And, but Spectre And was, that villain just sucks ass, bro. Yeah. God, that villain is trash. He's Dude, so, his, he's so forgettable. His googly ass eyes. I don't he's even like remember a, him. He's but, like a yeah. lizard man. But I feel like Spectre needs to be punished. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked specter more but i think it's because it it should have been better i would put right. it i would put it a flea's dick ahead of quantum of solace but i bet <laughs> Love to hear it. but if if quantum of solace would have been two and a half hours and specter would have been an hour and a half i would have flipped those two in a heartbeat yep. so yep word you get that all right what about you g baby g funk era I'll go Skyfall, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Spectre. Yep. Although, or not although, but just in addition, I will say I really like the cinematography and like the film grain and the look Mm. of Spectre a ton, like from a technical aspect. I was thinking if somehow you could graft that onto the color palette, the like, the 
the grain of the film and everything in Quantum of Solace and maybe kind of smooth over some of those cuts. Um, how it's yep. real choppy, like that intro car chase scene, like yeah. just real disorienting. Um, I would, I would, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It'd be, but be- it'd still be better. Um, yeah, no, I get it. I get, I get what you're saying. I just think, uh, it would be much better. So I, I would say the bottom three and four are, are pretty interchangeable, I guess is what I'm trying yep. to say. Um, totally. which is interesting though, too, because I guess, uh, I was reading, um, Roger Deakins, who did Skyfall, the cinematography, the guy I, we talked about on a previous episode, we went through a litany of all the shit he shot, like Shawshank Redemption, yep. all this crazy shit, Blade Runner 2049. He did not um, do Spectre, which if you would have told me, I, I would have said, oh shit, like I thought I would have thought it was him for sure, because it had that yeah. same kind of look, like real clean, classy. And which another thing I didn't realize, Skyfall was shot all in digital. And then they jumped back to 35 millimeter to shoot uh, on actual physical film in Spectre. Oh, wow. So why? I guess there is something to be said for. Um, why like do you think they do that? Do they, do, do they think it looks better or are they just trying to waste more money by using film or? I have no idea, but my. I think 35 is way better. Yeah, I think it's better really? quality I, and yeah. it's more expensive, whereas digital is supposed to be more efficient, like cutting yeah. edge, like easier to use, edit, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it's cheaper, but you don't, it's kind of like, I guess maybe like MP3s or CDs comparing to a purist listening to something on vinyl. Hmm. Like, you know how some people say like, yeah. records are like you met, you lose something, you know, like the fidelity yeah. or okay. the warmth and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I know some real film people are like, like, oh, it's got to be on film, you know, but I think my, <laughs> my credit is to the digital, like the digital is coming. Like, yeah, it's going to get to a point, you know, like with anything, it's going to overtake that or just be like the same. So why would you ever go back to film because of the increased cost and like. Yeah, the additional work that goes labor that hmm. goes into it. Um, yeah, because you would think you would be able to flying by the seat of my asshole. I mean, you you would think that you'd be able to recreate that that feeling digitally, right? Like you would think, yeah, yeah, yeah but maybe not. That's why I fall back. I mean, that's how I am with like I've heard shit on vinyl and I've heard stuff. To me, I can't. I can't discern that fine tuning, you know, right, whereas yeah. some people are like, no, it's gotta be on vinyl, which I mean, I'm sure some of that is nostalgia playing into there too, but I know I've heard it's like some people that are like audio freaks. They're like, no, you lose like something coming off of like the physical, like the fucking record plane with the, whatever the fuck that thing is, the pin yeah. uh, that's etching it or whatever, but. Um, cool. So that was Skyfall. Um, or it was not Skyfall. Spectre. Wish it was spe- Skyfall. Uh, Deuce. Um, that's why another reason for sure too, you like, would, fuck, uh... this is the same director too. It's like, why? <laughs> I know. Is it, like the, it doesn't make like, sense that it missed for sure. The Valley like that. Like anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry. I thought for sure you would include the, uh, big fish clip. <laughs> that we talked about before. 
Which one? Where it's Steve Buscemi. He said, roses are red, violets oh. are blue. Oh, yeah. I love Spectre. <laughs> Damn this it. is why you never show a work in progress. <laughs> God, I need to. I haven't watched Big Fish in Mad Long. This shit is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is a good one. I'm sure the word you were looking for was symbolism. What is the symbolism there? Um, do I have a colloquial corner this week? Um, so I guess we can we can transition into that. Yeah, right that'd be quick. great because I have some notes on the last colloquial uh, corner. Oh, so shit. this is good that we're getting into this. I I do have some some notes from the previous. Uh... Okay. <laughs> The Colonial Corner. You want to take us off? You're going to red pen us here? Yeah, fucking A. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know who the other old, angry, white dude you had on the podcast was Steve going, what's giving? I don't understand what these kids are talking about. <laughs> Word. It's not for you, old man. You know what I mean? That's got to be Naderade. Yeah, it had. It was one of those two because I the Logan was using it. I was like, "All right, we get you know we young hip kids." You know, and Steve and <laughs> Steve is just like I'm spraying children on the front yawn, and I'm not yep. having any of it. It's like, all right, old man, we got the time is now. Okay, yeah, it's given. All right, that's what's happening. And Although it's funny, just right behind him. He's like, yeah, I'm right there with these guys high fiving in the front yard. dude. Fuck out of here, old man. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I don't know this to be true, but I, I have a sneaking suspicion and I feel like Naderade is your same age, too. I think he's younger oh, by at least a few years than me and Steve, for sure. I, I think I'm the elder statesman and I kind of play it both ways. 50 50. I'm not as get off sure. my lawn as steve is i don't think but yeah, <laughs> it's that's, just funny it's yeah. just every time <laughs> <laughs> well these damn kids and their slang and their sayings it's just get out of here <laughs> all right old man relax dude just just chill watch your watch your garden all right dude i got one that i've i've been seeing a little bit more and more and i don't think it's super new i think i've i'm seeing it maybe it's it's more frequency but i'm seeing more people say like bitching moaning about something in the world or whatever or some kind of like uh injustice and then ending with make it make sense fucking something seeing about that i just uh i don't like it i don't like it one pit make it like, make sense yeah. yeah like oh there's this going on da, 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 da. make it make sense <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I just don't, I don't like it. That's so arrogant. Yeah. That's screw off. Have you, is that something you guys have picked up on recently at all? No, I haven't heard that one. Huh? Okay. Definitely this is mainly not. off Twitter. This is where I, I, I mine for like the most up-to-date slang that I'm seeing is what I see on Twitter, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it blessing and a curse young man because <laughs> i'm not i'm not in any of the social media stuff yeah i don't do those apps there's something to be said for it i i've never no, been there is for sure as yeah, active after the pod 
like it's the most active I've been like just promoting Mm -hmm. the show. So like by virtue of that, like just seeing more stuff um, and trying to keep my ear to the ground uh, as it were, just so I don't get lost. Cause it seems like language is like fucking like picking up and like, like it's, it's getting quicker, you know, like the turnover of like new shit, you know? So if you don't stay up on it, for like 10 or 15 years, you're just going to be like really fucking lost, you know? Lost, lost, yeah. We are getting old. That's what you're yeah. saying. Very yeah. old. <laughs> the kids, it's this phenomenon I just don't understand. The kids now are fucking stupid. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everyone before us has said that, and they were right. It's a, yeah, right, right. It so. just gets quicker and quicker. But it is different, though, if you look at the like the power of like the internet and like social media, like how fucking exponential that is. It's like, it is a a really unique thing. Like that, you know, I mean, this isn't a novel idea or anything, but it's, it's just crazy to think like, like the jumps from like, you know, like 1950 to 60 or like the fifties to the eighties and then the eighties to now, you know, like, yeah, I mean, pretty soon that's going to be like thinking about the eighties when we were kids, like, that's going to be like the 2000s, you know? Like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah the, the spread of information now is just unreal. Right. And it's like, what, I can't remember the term, but you know how computers, you know, like how, like they used to be, I think rated like on how fast a computer used to be able to process. It was like, get, uh, what was it? Was it like megahertz? It's like we're so far beyond that. Or like when like dial-up modems were like 14.4, like 28.8K, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, right. it's a fucking joke. Like a kid yeah. these days right. trying to like yeah. wrap their head around surfing the internet in 1996 would laugh in your face. Right. Vomit in your mouth. Like how <laughs> ridiculous that is. Like, Yeah, dude. <laughs> Like I'm, we have 18 tablets and four computers and 10 TVs all fucking streaming everything. Just like fucking mega power. Like the throttles just open wide open. And, but like how computers like double, like exponential, like processing speed and all that shit. Like it's like what, what used to take five years now takes three, takes two, takes six months. You know, that kind of thing is like pretty fucking unprecedented, you know? So, yeah, like, I, I I don't want to sound like an old man again, but I just saw a fucking clip of like a teacher (laughs) getting heckled off of a bus and he turns around and flips the kids off because he's at his wits end. And they're just like, like the amount of disrespect and like, they're just clowning on this teacher. It's like, dude, it's like, this is like Lord of the Flies, but (laughs) they're not on an uninhabited island they're not marooned it's like it's just happened it's starting to happen before our eyes you know it's like they don't give a fuck it's not thugs yeah uh it's a larger it's the thuggish ruggish sorry yeah you're talking about uh... cultural degradation parents suck because they're Kids suck because their parents suck. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. (laughs) It's a self-reinforcing negative feedback loop. 
Um, make it make sense. No, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, looking forward to next week. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Spank your we have kids. One- Spank them. Yeah. Keep them in check. Uh, Whoop that trick. <laughs> Superman that hoe. <laughs> he stole my whole fucking flow. Um, uh, dude, did you guys hear fucking Jamie Foxx is like, really like dying? Fucked up right now. Yeah. Is he dude. still alive? He that's what I'm seeing. And then I'm seeing people saying like they're overplaying it. He's not. And then I've seen like, he's fucking like flatlining right now. Like he's, yeah. he has brain damage. Even if he makes it out of this stroke or heart attack, a, whatever the fuck. Well, fuck. Hopefully it was a heart attack and not a stroke. Cause I've seen varying things. I've seen people saying it was a, a, a heart attack induced stroke or like he had a stroke or he had a heart attack, something. I don't know. You can't trust anything that's on the news and shit these days. But I was like, how is this like not front page fucking It's pretty news wild right yeah. now. Hmm. No. Yeah, it blindsided me. I was like, dude, are we going to lose Jamie Foxx? Well, because then I started thinking about it and I was like, damn, I can't. Because he was pretty active, you know what I mean? He was popping up everywhere, hosting this, doing that. You know what I mean? And then it was like. Uh, He's always got something cooking. Yeah. And I. I, when I heard the information, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I haven't really seen his name out there for shit in a minute. Yeah, it's weird because you would think like, you know, Jamie Foxx suffers heart attack or stroke, whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's like I just happened to see like prayers for he's still fighting right. still and like Snoop Dogg saying this and that. I just saw him. He's there. The news is fucking overblowing this. And then other people are like prayers. He's on his fucking deathbed. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I just get cut. It was wild. I, I was curious if you guys were up on it, but it caught me by surprise. Huh? Must have been the COVID vaccine. Anyway, um. right. <laughs> prayers for Jamie Foxx. I saw someone on Twitter uh, post something super funny. It was from like a one of those huge mega church, like fucking uh, like the Joel Osteen. Yeah, like yeah. big like thousand people there, and it was like me showing up. Uh, outside Jamie Foxx uh, hospital room and the pastor's up there and he's like doing the whole like revival, like getting it. He's all wake up, wake <laughs> up. <laughs> like, for real, man. We can't lose Jamie Foxx. I thought you were going to uh, talk about the young bloods one that you sent me. Oh my God, dude. It's like What's the that? same thing. It's like they're all dancing, like you know, the Holy Ghost has gotten there. All like they're doing like the boot oh, thing, yeah. And it's the young bloods. If you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. Yes, <laughs> and dude. Just like, <laughs> we don't give, we a, don't damn. give a damn. We don't give a fuck, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and it's just the they look like they're like some wild ass like sect of Christianity. Yeah, they're, and they're just doing like, this like weird ass dance, just like and it's singing like just, yeah, <laughs> dude. It lines up so <laughs> so well. Oh, fuck. that's one too i i i there was one back in the day i saw that was like uh that swag surfing song you know uh yeah oh swag yeah when i surf and yep. when i surf and swag i'm on hypnotic and the bass comes in super heavy like bopping and it's like that juxtaposed with like 
a bunch of Hasidic like rabbis and shit. And they're doing that, that jump thing, <laughs> dude, it just sinks in per. Oh dude. It's so funny. Dude. There's another um, one. That's the, um, Slayer angel of death. Yeah. Mixed, mixed with like the crazy Pentecostal, like possessed people, snake charmers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Running up and down the aisles, like yeah. waving their hands yeah. in the air and shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Dude, I I I saw one not too long ago too. It was like it's this weird, I don't know if it's like a French bulldog with like spina bifida or something. It looks like a bat demon. And they have it <laughs> synced up, like just running in its backyard to uh raining blood by Slayer. Hell Dude, yeah. and it's like perfect. It's just hauling balls to that song. Like <laughs> it's so fucking funny. God damn. Um, yeah, so it's uh I don't know what we're going to discuss next episode. Uh, we have one thing in the hopper. Yeah. But if there's any topics, uh, maybe not related to a movie, like anything under the sun, wild, high strangeness preferred, um, let us know. Um, that probably won't serve us for next week. Cause we're supposed to record the same day. Um, either way we could bank it. Give us some ideas. What's working. What's not, what do you want to hear? Um, Oh, quick shout out to my brother-in-law, Carl. Uh, he liked the, uh, the last episode he's been, uh, following quite frequently and always drops a line on our Instagram and, and gives us notes uh, about our shows. We appreciate you supporting the show, Carl. Um, nice. Hell yeah. Thanks, Carl. Yeah. What was the last oh, one shit. we did? I don't even remember. We did the Ray Deuce. Oh yeah. He was what, particularly what tickled by the intro drops which were pretty fun. I might say myself, the double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Hell yeah. ass. Dude, that guy fucking cracks me up. Um, uh, so yeah, surprise episode next week. Um, John staring, John appreciate you as always coming back on. Do you want to plug your, your Twitch again real quick? Yeah, sure. So, uh, twitch.television slash kinetic underscore onslaught. Hell of a time. Come on by. You'll learn something new and maybe, uh, you know, I just give away money. So come on by, like the stream, watch it, and maybe you'll win some money. Sweet. Free nice. money sounds dope. Yeah, fucking hey, show up. You, you give me four ninety nine a month and then you get a chance to maybe, maybe one day I'll give you some money back. Who knows? Sweet. Um, cool. Final thoughts. That sounds nope. like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the big here's the big trick. Uh, we don't give any money away. I just play video games. Just just come by. <laughs> just come by and watch me play video games. All right. Full okay. disclosure. Um, there is no money. Um, yeah. <laughs> You got me. <laughs> uh, thank you again, John. Yeah, man. Happy. I'm uh, a little nervous. I know we got only one bond left. Uh, it's a good one. It'll be a good time. After that, we'll have to figure out uh, what uh, what we're going to do next. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this won't be a, a goodbye. It'll just be see you later kind of dealio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's when I hate too the fucking the send offs from people. <laughs> yeah. 
like former coworkers and shit. Like the subject will be like, not, not goodbye. See you again sometime. Yeah. From, yeah. From people who see you down the road who never intend to see you ever again. Yeah. Never. Absolutely. Not. Just until we meet again, which is never. Yeah. Yep. All and if you same. do see him, it's like in the grocery store, you pretend you didn't. Yeah. Dude, my go-to Fuck. deflection is I just try to, like, start an argument with my wife. Like, if I see <laughs> someone, <laughs> if, there, if there's someone that I, I'm like, there's no way I want to talk to this person, it's just like, oh, fuck, we got to argue right now. Uh, fuck, no, we're not getting that shit. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. You know how much money this is? And then as soon as we turn a corner, oh, I'm man. like, all right, it's all right, honey, don't worry. <laughs> Have you ever considered a real argument or just a fake one? Like, I hate your sister. Or <laughs> like, that would be some super hey, this, this is a good opportunity to get in some shit here. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what? The more I think about it, uh, man, that's so good. Yeah, it old, works out perfect because anybody that sees you, they're gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> I always thought he did have a temper. Well, now I just now I will stay away. <laughs> Fucking right. Oh man. It's like the the kamikaze maneuver. Just like I'm gonna suicide bomb this one here. Yep, yep. (laughs) That's bold. Yeah, it 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 works. (laughs) It's just you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure they're on board. You know what I mean? You don't wanna you don't wanna jam yourself up later just to get out of a fucking thirty second situation. Dude, that's uh. That's that's walking on like the 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 edge if they're because yeah if I did that and be like oh yeah hey I was just fucking with you yeah, like, yeah no we're fighting now yeah no it's a real issue now that was that was some real <laughs> shit um man <laughs> can I tell that story again real quick about you and at the, yes, yes. dude yes you may. <laughs> I mean, this we this the, sounds like a good example of him faking a fight. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> this is not what happened. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It was, and it, it's funny too. It was at the vagina monologues. Yep. And yep. We, and we, uh, me and my uh, then girlfriend, current wife, we went it was for her, like a class or something in college and she had to go to it. And, and she's like, you want to go to the v- vagina monologues? And you were, like, yeah, you were in your suck up dating period. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yes. Well, yeah, of course they, I was going to plan yeah. on going anyways, but yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yes I, to I support everything. everything. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we were and then old old staring john comes in with his old lady and yeah. there you're kind of like squabbling i think as you come up and you guys came late like just a little yeah. like five or ten minutes late maybe to the show so the sh- the yeah. vagina monologue show is going on people are seated <laughs> it's kind of informal and then <laughs> you have to do like it's a packed house but there are two seats that are like 15 people deep in this row that you have to get to dude i would have had a fucking panic attack if i was in your shoes like you handled yeah. this like such a g i would have had a panic attack like fuck we're fighting and i'm like 
we're at each other's throat and I got to cross through and be like, put on a hat. Oh, excuse me. Get through 15 <laughs> right, people. Right. And dude, yeah. so you guys go to do that fucking walk of shame in front of all these people. And then you notice it's me <laughs> and my old lady. We know each other, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You turn to us while you're squabbling with your old lady and she's like shooting daggers. And you turn to us and say, we're fighting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> that's still one of my wife's favorite stories like that one like yeah. like if i'm like in a jam or something i'll bring that up because it's something she can latch on to and like makes her giggle or like <laughs> it's like a way in for me so yeah that that was a gift actually um yeah well you know in that situation <laughs> i we were i was just like this is uh we were playing uh who can who can upset the other one more at the at the time. Nice. And I was like, Oh, I got you. Watch this. <laughs> watch me work. You. Watch this one. <laughs> oh, people we know, huh? <laughs> Sorry about the disruption. We're fighting here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I was like, oh, yeah. man, that was such a G'd up fucking move. Like <laughs> Yeah, that was a long. Uh, yeah, I dealt with that one for for a little bit. Yeah, that one was a tough uh, get back. <laughs> we we got there, but uh, yeah, I dug myself a little hole in that one. Yeah, that's the best. That's up there with like the uh, when you're just like scorched earth. You're like fuck it, all bets are off, kind of kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, with the the similarly uh, satisfying. Um, at least you didn't overreact about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's up there. Like that's like reaching levels of like, just calm down, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh yeah. Well, relax. what's important is that we are just able to relax and communicate. <laughs> that is the atomic bomb. Yeah. That's, 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 yep. That's when you got to mentally know you, you can feel it right there. It's right there. And you're like, all right, if I let this one fly, like, I will feel great right now. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, we'll be doing with it. Yep. It's <laughs> like a night of drinking double edged yep. sword. Yeah. Worth it. <clears throat> all righty. Thanks again, brother. We'll have yeah, you on again. Me. Uh, this has been us specter. Leave us a rating, review, like, subscribe, whatever the fuck you do. Uh, you can reach us at wax at waxingtheporpoise.com. Hate mail is welcomed. Um, and encouraged. Socials, Instagram, encouraged. Instagram is waxing, at waxingtheporpoise. Twitter is at waxingtheporp. Uh, until next time, we'll see you when we see you, and we'll see you later. Please.